Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO Show. My name's Kevin Ackleby and today I've got Catherine Marks with me. Now, Catherine is the latest member of the Grow CFO team, and Catherine's going to be running some FP&A boot camps with us. So welcome to the Grow CFO show, Catherine. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Catherine, tell me a little bit about you. I've been working in finance and M&A for 20 years now. Most recently, I was VP of finance at Depop. Before that, head of FPNA at O2. So I worked across a range of industries in different countries. So I spent some time working in Switzerland, in the US, and a lot of time in London as well. That's what's led me to, to be here. And now, as you say, I'm excited to be the latest member of the, the Grow CFO team, where I will be focusing on team training initiatives. So this is quite a change of direction from you, from being finance in an organization to taking on much more of a training role. So what led you to want to do that? Yeah, good question. As a finance leader, I think there's more and more pressure on us as finance leaders to do more and more, provide more and more value to our stakeholders. Data sets are just growing and growing. We need to support our teams to crunch through all of those. Although I love to Develop my teams, but I struggled for time with all of those pressures that you know, I faced in the role. Now, this is giving me the time to have the breathing space to develop that content and to support FPA professionals and indeed other finance professionals along their journeys. Now, this, this sounds really exciting. So, FPA Bootcamp, what's the big issue in FPA that you think needs to be solved? Ooh, so many, Kevin, and we've, we've only got a short time on this podcast, but we hear from a lot of senior finance leaders that there's often so much focus on the process, the doing, the, the churning out the analysis and the reports, and not enough on the so what. I mentioned that there's more and more being demanded of finance teams and expectations from stakeholders. And I think sometimes, you know, we can all be guilty of not seeing the wood for the trees anymore. I think, you know, one of the things that we hear a lot is that people struggle with being able to tell the story in a concise way and to really understand the business. I often think of the role of finance as sort of the glue that holds things together that's a big task. But, you know, I absolutely believe that we can empower our finance teams to do that and do it in a, a more efficient way. We all spend more time than we would like on manipulating data and, and spreadsheets. We would all love to spend time on the more value-added stuff, solving the business's problems and answering that so what question. Is some of that that we've just played too much data? A little bit. Definitely, you know, going back to the uh, can't see the wood for the trees point, we're, we're drowning in it. And we need to take that step back and say, okay, what matters here? In many of my previous roles, we had you know, these hundreds of pages of, of reports 
And we spent so much time in creating those things, in reading it, in writing comments on absolutely everything, that sometimes we would miss the most fundamental things. Yeah. I remember years ago doing a, a project for a Swiss-based pharma company. And the, the challenge was to take their monthly and quarterly finance board packs. And they were great, thick documents, probably 30, 40, even 50 pages. And they were just table after table of numbers and turning those into five or six pages so that anybody picking them up could actually just look at them and see the problems or see the issues straight away. Even all this time on, when you've got a lot of data, we haven't got any better at working out how to pick the highlights out of it. Yeah, I agree. You know, a lot of the kind of issues that we're talking about, they're not particularly new. Mm. You know, for, for years we've been hearing about how we would love our finance teams to be. Of course, what is new is technology. Technology's moved on, AI, you know, there's a lot of new challenges around that as well. But yeah, coming back to those fundamentals of what is it that I want to measure? What are the KPIs that I want to see? How do I spend more of my time drawing out that story and solving problems for my stakeholders? That's a lot of what we focus on in the course. Tell me a little bit more. Why a bootcamp? What does a bootcamp look like on this? Well, I think what a bootcamp means here is there's absolutely no fluff. This is your actionable toolkit that people can take away and start using immediately. So we have four workshops delivered over a couple of weeks. They're packed full of different insights, toolkits, and takeaways that people can, can start using straight away. Four workshops over two weeks. So that's one-hour workshops, two-hour workshops? They're two-hour workshops. We find that, that that works best virtually to do the, the two hours spread over the, the two weeks. Is there any demand on people to do things between the workshops? No, there's not. Of course, there's. it's always optional if people want to spend time doing extra. There's a lot of extra takeaways, templates, cheat sheets for people to take away and digest. But no, there's no demand, no need to do anything outside of those sessions. So four sessions over a two-week period, so this is pretty intense, hence why we call it a boot camp. But take me through each of those four sessions. What do you cover in each one? Sure. The four sessions are financial storytelling, business partnering, financial modeling, and budgeting and forecasting. And let me, I'll talk briefly through those four. So the first one, financial storytelling, which is one of my favorites, it's all about delivering powerful presentations, how to identify insights. We talk a lot about different visualizations, and we talk about how to deliver a powerful an impactful presentation. The second workshop is business partnering. It's really a lot about building trust and influencing our, our stakeholders to make better decisions. We talk a bit about budget management as well and how to drive accountability in a meaningful way without policing. The third workshop is financial modeling. Of course, we dip into Excel, 
but it's not a dry sort of Excel focused two hours at all. It's much more about the process that we're going through in building financial models. We talk about the different types of models and we talk about modeling best practices. And then the fourth workshop, which is my personal favorite, is on budgeting and forecasting. And that's really about getting the most out of your budget process. All of us who have been through a budget process have uh, no doubt had uh, plenty of criticisms from our, our stakeholders, some of them very valid. This is really about being confident leading that process and how to get the most out of it. And we talk a lot about the different forecasting techniques. That fourth bit, budgeting process, is a place that I think a lot of finance teams and even going into the wider business can save potentially a lot of money yeah. or free up resources to do other things. I used to be involved in a practice area in PwC where we looked at better budgeting. And we had some great stats that were around, well, what's the length of your budget process? How many days does the process take from start to finish? How many budget rounds do you go through? Put the figures together once, somebody doesn't like them, so you tweak them and do them again. And best practice was, oh, you get it right first time. Maybe one or two little tweaks to alter things, but we found organisations that were going through seven or eight rounds. And then just how many people in the organization are involved and how much of their time do you need to pull in? And you realize in the end that to get a hold of a set of figures that often wrong, you're taking a huge, huge amount of resource out of the organization that could be way better spent doing other things. Yeah, that's right. But there is also a real value to the planning if you get it right. That's a lot of what we think about. It's a thought process that you go through, trying to massage the numbers so they look right. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, what we can say about any budget or forecast is it will be wrong. It's never going to end up looking exactly like that. But the value is in getting the planning process right and taking the right amount of time out of our busy schedules to think about what that looks like. And what we're measuring, how we can then, when things aren't going according to that plan for whatever reason, what are the levers that we've got to pull? What are the conversations that we need to have, the things that we need to monitor in order to make decisions to tweak that direction? It all sounds brilliant. So who's your ideal person to be attending the boot camp? That's a great question. And actually, something that's really interesting is the range of people that we have attending this. So what I should say is, this is a new boot camp to grow CFO, but it's already in existence. It's been developed by one of our partners, Christian Vatig, who, who I think we're going to have on a, a podcast very soon. The, the feedback that we have from that is, is really interesting. You know, I think it can be seen either as an introduction or a good refresher because you know a lot of the tools that we teach are, are valuable at any stage of an FPA career you know, right from analyst level upwards we've had really positive feedback on the content of this course from very senior finance leaders so CFOs finance directors VPs and it could be for example that they've come from more of an accounting background that the FPA insight is it's really valuable so yeah I see it as 
either an introduction or a refresher. I think there's a lot of toolkits in there that are, are valuable uh, right throughout your FP&A career. Okay. So I suppose the obvious question next, Catherine, is when is the next one being held? So we have our September cohort starting on the 19th of September. So then we'll run over those two weeks. So we're covering two different time zones, Kevin. So I'll be running the the UK and Europe time zones and Christian will be running the US. There's also a US time zone starting on the, the 19th of September as well. So people can can choose whichever of those works best for them. Brilliant. So obviously we're delivering this live. This isn't sitting in front of a, a screen going through self-based learning, downloading templates and trying to make head and tail of them. So what's the advantage of doing this live? Well, I think the interaction that you get from working with a, a group of peers is really valuable. We really believe in active learning. This isn't about you know, sitting, just watching a video. It's about you know, having those discussions together with the group. You know, we do a lot of activities. We brainstorm things together. We do case studies. We have breakouts. So you have discussions with smaller groups of peers, and then we come back into the the main room and debrief those. So I think that learning from talking to other people and maybe seeing things through a, a bit of a different lens is really valuable, I think. What we also offer is an optional Q&A session because there's so much in the two-hour workshops. We don't necessarily have a lot of time for Q&A along the way. There is some, of course, but we offer an additional session just so that we can make sure that we cover any questions that, that people have as they've worked through the course you know, or bring some of the challenges that they're facing in their roles to the wider group. There's a real value in those peer group discussions. When you're reporting numbers, we're mostly coming from a finance background. So most of the numbers that we tend to report or model will have pound signs, dollar signs in front of them. Are you covering very much around the numbers that don't have a monetary value? Yes, we do a little bit. The other types of metrics that are out there, the answer is a bit of both, as well as those operational metrics and financial numbers. As you know, Kevin, it's a lot about relationships, building that trust with stakeholders. So yeah, we're really trying to cover all angles of the FP&A thinking. Yeah, certainly a lot of my time has been spent looking at KPI, balance scorecard reporting, dashboard reporting. And one of the things that I'm always saying to folk is, look, if it's got a money sign in front of it, a pound or a dollar, it's probably a result. We're not really interested in results. We want to see the future. What are the leading indicators? Chances are those won't have a pound sign on, but they make a big difference to the whatever your result's going to be in two months, three months, 12 months down the road. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, we talk a bit on the course about leading versus lagging indicators and exactly that. You know, what is it that I need to look at to give me the warning signs to take action and look ahead rather than just that rear view mirror view from the numbers? It's the danger that most of us have as accountants. We're driving this car entirely looking through the rear, rear view mirror. What was last month's profit like? What was yep. last year end like? 
Exactly. And, you know, coming back to what we were saying earlier in the conversation about those huge reports and all the time that we put into to doing those, you know, sometimes we need to make sure that we're uh, taking that st- step back and saying, okay, what are the other things I need to be looking at here? I am steering things forwards rather than uh, just looking backwards. This is a public bootcamp, Catherine. It is. Let's take you back to, say, when you were doing FP&A in 02 huge organization there must be some advantage in that sort of organization to say well put your entire team through it or put a large chunk of your team through it but you'd probably want something that was customized to your organization if you were doing that are you thinking about that absolutely so the 19th of september cohort that i mentioned is the public one where you can sign up on a per seat basis but we also offer this to individual organizations we we're happy to have those conversations and tailor it for the audiences that that they have in mind depending on the seniority of the people that would be coming on that course we tend to find that works best in groups of sort of 10 to 20 people i'm very happy for folks to reach out and tailor that to individual organizations sounds absolutely brilliant So, Catherine, competency framework, you've got your result, you've compared yourself, you can see areas that you want to improve, you can go do a boot camp, but you look and say, oh, I can't manage to get anybody to pay for that boot camp, what else can I do? Are there any other courses and so on that people could drop into that might help them? We've got a range of the boot camps, as as you know, Kevin. We also have team training options that organizations can sign up for and mentoring. So it really depends on the individual, on the organization. As an individual, you can use the output of that report to have the conversations internally. As an organization, what we can offer is curated learning packages, which, yeah, could be the the team, the online access to the team training. It could be the boot camps. It could be mentoring programs. It really depends on the organization. Fantastic. I am really looking forward to see how this takes off. Me too. I can see four very interesting topics in each of those four workshops. Yeah. And I think just even if you're not ready for a workshop yet, doing the competency framework and finding out where you are, that can be very revealing, particularly this time of year. I think coming back from summer holiday, for me at least, it's time to start thinking about personal objectives, things like that. I don't do that stuff in January. School year is always September. Yep, indeed. I, I think it's a great point of the year. And a lot of people, you know, their performance years, thinking about what happens in 2024, the opportunity to do that is now. So, yeah. Go do a competency framework, get a feel of where your strengths are, where your blind spots might be. Yeah. Focus in on some of the things you might want to learn. You've probably got a good gut feeling about where you want to learn more stuff anyway. Yeah. Time is now to go and think about your personal development need for the next 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. If that includes a boot camp, Catherine would love to see you there. I would absolutely love to see you there. But yeah, I mean, why not? It takes, it's just 15 minutes. It's really valuable in terms of the the personalized advice and benchmarking against your peers in the industry. Yeah. And what I really like about the way 
these boot camps are being put together. And I did a podcast with Ollie Deacon a few weeks ago where we were talking about the other two boot camps we run, finance transformation and business partnering. Is the idea that this isn't classroom learning of theory. This is practical stuff that you're going to learn about, find out about. You're going to pick up tools that you can take back to the office and literally put into action the next day. Yeah, absolutely. We don't like dry textbook learning. People can Google that to their heart's content. No, this is about active learning, very actionable toolkits um, that you can take away today. Something else I should mention is the additional material. There's more? There is more. I think that the feedback that we get is that the additional material beyond the workshop is worth the price of the the course alone, as well as all that active learning that that we do on the workshops. We've got the Q&A session that I mentioned that people can bring their, their challenges to discuss. You've got 19 cheat sheets, templates, checklists, and you've got this additional video course of three and a half hours of content, 45 lessons covering things like scenario planning, headcount forecasting, cash flow forecasting. There's a lesson on considerations for early stage startups in there. So I think, yeah, it's really the best of both worlds. You've got the opportunity to collaborate with a peer group and learn very actively in that way. But then all these takeaways that you've got to accompany you in your FP&A future. Brilliant. It gets better and better. It does. There's so much value. (laughs) Catherine, that has been a fantastic look at what's available to help you get better at FP&A. Thank you for being this week's guest on The Grow CFO Show. Thank you for having me, Kevin.